The mortgage industry never stays still. With interest rates moving, companies changing, and regulation increasing, there's always another story. This is The Principle, where we break it down daily and take a deeper dive into the issues. I'm Christine Stewart, Editorial Director for the Mortgage News Network. Let's pay it down. But first, a word from our sponsors. This podcast is brought to you by PennyMac TPO, the lending partner with the products, people, and technology to serve your customers and help you grow your business in the best ways possible. It's why they say, at PennyMac, greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is Division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender. NMLS ID number 35953. Loans not available in New York. Licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply. Ahead of the Fed's meeting next week, we got more bad news on the inflation front. It's not slowing down. So what does this mean for the Fed, the economy, and for our interests, the housing market? I'm Mike Savino, head of multimedia for the Mortgage News Network, and today I'm joined by editor Dave Krzyzewski. Dave, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me on. So we already weren't starting at a good place before the CPI numbers came out today, but how bad is it now? It's not pretty. Uh, there, there was a lot of expectation that the uh, consumer price index would be essentially the same as it was in April, an 8.3% increase year over year. That's not what they got. They, it actually rose 8.6% from 12 months ago. And that was a bit of a shock. The stock market almost immediately uh, had a decline. They were down a little over 3%. And it was, it was a little bit surprising because, again, energy, food, uh, shelter, you know, all of it, airfares, cars, you name it, everything's going up still. And that was a bit of a surprise considering the Fed had uh, made some effort to try to tame inflation at their last meeting. Were there any sectors that they follow that didn't go up? And and sort of give us some context on, I mean, people are feeling gas, people are feeling food, but like, give us some some idea of just how bad some of those sectors went. Well, let's, let's just talk about home heating oil, for example. It's kind of hard to ignore this number. <laughs> From la- from this point last year, home heating oil has risen almost 107%. It's more than doubled in price. So that's painful to a lot of homeowners. You're not really budgeting for having to spend twice as much money on your heating oil as you did last year. But there were others too. Gasoline was up almost 49% from a year earlier. I don't think that would surprise anybody who drives a car and is driven by a gas station. Uh, but, you know, food indexes. Uh, across the board, everything was up like 10%. Uh, shelter was up. Yeah, everywhere you look, I couldn't find a negative number. Uh, there were some increases that were smaller increases than we saw in April. Uh, but in general, everything's still going up. And, and for our listeners who don't live in a cold weather area like we do in the Northeast, you might hear home heating oil while we're out of winter, but some homes might still need that for their 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 hot water or some of the other things that you need year round. So still hard to avoid, even if you're not buying as much oil as you would in uh, the dead of winter. But uh, Dave, we're, we're coming up on a Fed meeting next week. And uh, we, we've seen from the minutes from the last FOMC meeting and also just the comments that, that Chairman Jerome Powell has made publicly. We know that they're leaning towards raising rates again. Uh, they've not made it a secret. Obviously, they're trying their, what they can do to, to slow inflation. But what, is, what do these numbers do to that meeting? I mean, clearly what they've done so far hasn't worked. What, what do experts think might happen? 
Well, the Fed at their last meeting discussed the possibility of doing several more rate increases. They raised the increase, or I'm saying they raised the federal funds rate in May by half a percentage point. Uh, given the numbers that came out today, there was there is some speculation that they might consider a larger increase, like a 75 basis point in, increase. But at least one economist that we talked to from Moody's suggested that that may not actually happen because one of the numbers that is in the report that actually wasn't as bad as April was core inflation. And I, hesitate, I always hesitate about this, this particular part of the index because what it does is it removes the volatility of energy prices and food prices. It kind of excludes them from the report. You have to eat and heat your home, but without those volatile numbers in there, core inflation rose 0.6% from April, and the annual increase was 6%. And you're like, well, that's a lot. But yeah, but it was 6.2% in April, and it was actually 6.5% in March, which was the highest rate since August of 1982. So because core inflation seems to have slowed just a little bit, when you, again, when you take out food and, and energy, uh, the feeling is that because of that, it it may not the Fed may not see it as th this report as bad as you know generally everybody else does. So they may not feel they have to do more than a half point increase. Don't miss the nation's largest show for successful mortgage pros. Originator Connect returns to Planet Hollywood in Las Vegas August 18th through the 21st. See us at OriginatorConnect.com. It's simply the greatest mortgage conference in the known universe. OriginatorConnect.com. Yeah, and we've seen uh, even, again, the Powell's public comments that they don't want a knee-jerk reaction to any one month of data. Now, obviously, we're seeing a trend of months of inflation getting worse, so this isn't just one data point. But they may, they may use this more in the future if, if it continues to not slow down through June, maybe in July, maybe in September when they come back. They might get more aggressive then, but they're taking a, a larger picture view than just, wow, May's numbers were really bad. That, that's absolutely right. Again, the one thing they want to avoid, they don't want to slam the brakes too hard on the economy because then you don't get a soft landing and you, you could end up with a recession. And it's it's a high wire act for the Fed. Whether they can manage a soft lending still remains to be seen, but slowing down the economy seems like it's going to be a little more difficult than it could be. And again, part of what's happening in energy is because of the war in Ukraine. And we're not supposed to, we're not using as much Russian oil or Russian gas as, as there had been on the market. And that's part of the reason why prices are going up. There are other reasons too, but overall, it's going to take a while, I think, for them to get the kind of results they're looking for with the rate increases that they're doing at the Fed. What does this all mean for the housing market and our audience, home sales, loan originations, all that stuff? Um, you know, home prices have still been going up for a while uh, because part of the reason that the Fed is, is trying to tackle inflation is the labor market is out of control. Wages have allowed some people to continue to pay those prices. What are we seeing in terms of uh, wage growth and and people's ability to to continue to deal with inflation. Well, wage in the last report, uh, labor report that came out earlier uh, this month, wages were rising, but they were rising slower. So yes, some companies are still paying more for workers because they either have to entice them to come back out of their homes uh, because of the COVID pandemic, 
or they're just having trouble filling positions like in the construction industry. There's only, there's just not enough carpenters or in, in like people to go around. So there, there's thousands and thousands of open jobs that aren't being filled. So there is still some of that pressure on the market to raise wages. But regardless, wages aren't going up as fast as inflation is going up. So even though workers are slightly better off with the higher pay, they're not keeping up with what it's costing them to go to the grocery store or the gas station. So buying a home in that context means they have to look at the cost benefit ratio. And again, home prices are still going up. Interest rates are still going up. So the cost of buying a home is going up. So we're starting to see some initial signs of slowing in the market. We're starting to see some initial signs of housing prices not rising as quickly or as much as they have in the past. But again, we're a long way from the housing market sort of getting back to normal. If there is even a normal anymore, I'm not sure there is. But you know, we're, we're still not quite there yet. Yeah, when we see reports that show that, you know, debt to income ratio is as high as it's been in a long time. And also now with CPI, continue, you know, people need to get more out of their income than they used to. Those aren't those those things don't usually add up to successful homeownership and pricing people out of the market. Instead. There is there is one silver lining in all of this. We have a story in the daily today. Uh, home you, the, people who own homes and have mortgages have way more equity than they've ever had in their home because of the rising prices, rising values of homes. So this is a good time for them to consider maybe taking some of that money out. Uh, you know, again, try to get it now before rates continue to go up so that you can use some of that money, do home repairs, pay off debt, do other things with it that might help them in the long run and help the housing, you know, help mortgage lenders and brokers, you know, make those, make those loans as well. Well, thanks for that silver lining and helping us end on a high note because this was doom and gloom for the first, uh, you know, eight minutes. So, Dave, thanks for joining us. You're welcome. And we'll have the rest of your headlines right after this word. This podcast was brought to you by PennyMac TPO. Visit tpo.pennymac.com to learn more about becoming a partner and starting your journey to greatness. Here's your headlines for June 10th. Home listings fell again in May, this time down 8% year over year. A report from Redfin also showed signs that buyers are balking at high prices. Tours and Google searches for homes both fell. That might be why one in five sellers dropped their prices last month. And we're seeing signs that even the luxury home market might be reaching its peak. Sales fell by 18% year over year in the three month period ending in April. That comes after luxury home sales surged by 80% last year. Realtors say the combination of record prices and rising interest rates is becoming too much for even wealthier buyers. This has been The Principle, a Mortgage News Network podcast. All podcasts are produced by T.G. Kutamperor, Matthew Mullins, and Sarah Woolock. Mike Savino is head of multimedia, and Christine Stewart is editorial director. The opening theme was Status by Jamie Bathgate, and the music you hear now is Glossy by Skygates. You can find episodes of The Principal at www.mortgagenewsnetwork.com, or you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate and review so that others can find us. Thanks for listening.